0: Okay, cool. there's always like a, a couple seconds of harry's like breathing or like yeah one of these like hey, oh, and, and, and then you go um and then i have to edit out that part too it sounds like, like you're hunting hunting flies in your own <laughs> urban software bedroom uh yeah i don't know if you guys are listening or wa- if you're watching this on youtube you'll notice that we look like three middle-aged fat guys who are starting a yoga cult at the moment. So which is I'm accurate. the one
1: that's immobile. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, we're all sitting kind of squashed on some couch, which I thought would look good as a studio. But now looking back at it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you immediately regretting your idea? I'm kind of regretting this. You got to turn your root chakra. My, you know, you, my root chakra? That's the one between your balls and your mm-hmm. asshole. Oh, you just I look. was just thinking if that's the Australian chakra for fucking. It is basically. That's... <laughs> That's where they'd say that is where you get your sexual energy going.
0: <laughs> the amount of gooch squeezing Harry does on a daily basis. its uh, D- <laughs> You're a gooch squeezer. A gooch squeezer. How, <laughs> how would you define uh, Wait, a gooch clencher.
2: A gooch... gooch? like <laughs> butt clenching
0: because like the chakra you're referring to is the gooch area Oh, kate ke- like kegels or something
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> imaginary ones imaginary <laughs> kegels yeah
0: <laughs> harry you could stick like a, a butt plug attached to like a 50 kilogram weight right between harry's butt cheeks and he'll be able to walk around fine
2: it, exactly because <laughs> it's all about it's all about timing your come when you can clench uh, it tight yeah, yeah. I've you heard can about hold this. it
0: <laughs> it's a it's a technique developed by incels for incels Should we put up a it's a funny that people Z that protest. never fuck
1: come up with all these ideas and i'm not referring to you here harry um sadly i know how much <laughs> you fuck um it's yeah it disturbing
0: i'll be honest yeah. as a teenager i did research that and i did try and use it for a while The The whole thing is like, as you orgasm, you're supposed to squeeze the fuck out of your gooch area. Does that work? No, it's bullshit. (laughs) It does kind of work you Did you
1: come faster?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Too busy worried about (laughs) clenching.
1: It's like you...
2: you More pressure through a tighter hole. It just... (laughs) Bam!
1: Speaking of pressure, I had um, a little encounter the other day. I, I met my spirit animal at um Zurich Hauptbahnhof a few days ago. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. An SBB <laughs> controller? Mm, worse.
1: So okay this is what happened. Um a few days ago. Uh hang on.
0: I've lost some, edit point. Yeah. Can you time.
1: just rearrange the splicer? Maybe we just Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Cool. A few days ago I was um coming home from work and I had to um, I had to go uh, somewhere else. doesn't actually matter. I was at Hauptbahnhof uh, Zurich, which in a late afternoon situation, um, everyone is really stressed out, right? So you have a lot of people coming and going. There's a lot going on. So I'm going to where the taxis wait. Mm-hmm. Do you know that little parking area there? Oh, yeah, yeah. So all the taxis are lining up and there is like, it feels like hundreds of them, obviously, at Zurich. So there's about five. Um, so <laughs> I'm standing there to my left. There is a whole group of train conductors just hanging out, um, smoking a ciggy, you know, uh,
0: talking about the Auslanders that kicked off the train,
1: train vibes. So, <laughs> you know, um, to my right, there is a bunch of business people mm. just waiting for their, for their taxi. It, right in front of me is an elderly gentleman. Um, Nicely dressed, like white pants, um, leather shoes, uh, blue shirt. Good-looking guy. Money vibes. Money vibes. And next to him is on the on the ground. Um, there is one of those old-type business suitcases that people used to have. You know, when, oh, the when brown. Like. Yeah, it, but it, it's like this properly formed suitcase where you would yeah. back in the day when people had paper to carry around. Br- uh, briefcase. briefcase. That's yeah, the yeah. word. Proper briefcase. So I'm standing there. I don't really watch the guy too much. I was just impressed that that guy is wearing white trousers. 20 seconds later, I realize you did sw- you just switch off my microphone?
0: I was just turning you down. You were
1: maxing out. Okay. Um, 20 seconds later, I see this guy pulling out a stick in front of everyone and <laughs> just starting to piss in front of the taxi rank. Just straight up, just st- in the middle of the street, just standing there, just having an easy go. Just now, on the street? On the street. Middle like of the street, Middle of the day, to the left, there is a whole crew of SBB people. To the right, there is business people. I think there were out. some cops around as well. No one reacted. And he didn't just do like a quick squirt. He was full on letting it go. Full on he horse pace. pressure on that hose. Are you serious? 100% serious he proceeded to finish pissing
0: and shaking it off okay right nice. so like like a gentleman <laughs> like, does like like because the street's right there he does he's pissing onto the street he's pissing not
1: not on the street where all the cars go but on the taxi rank street okay so he's like literally in between the taxis and the train station okay uh-huh. where everyone is waiting for taxis and everyone sees him like Hundreds of people see him, mm-hmm. and he's just standing there. He d- doesn't even hide behind a pillar Nothing. or anything. Nothing. Middle, just letting it go. <laughs> then, shakes it off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like just a proper like gentleman,
1: shakes it off, puts it
0: back in, and then doesn't walk off. Just stands next to his piss.
2: Worse, sits down next to his piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, the, like on a bench or what? Nope. On the ground. <laughs>
1: On the ground, it's like you know, you have a little um boardwalk situation there,
2: yeah. yeah. So he just sits down, so he's above the piss, he's not he's, in a, the he's piss. above
1: the piss, he's not sitting in the piss, but he's looking at what he's just done. <laughs> and the little stream is We're going running. down the street, <laughs> running towards of the taxis. Did he fold a little boat and put it on there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> How it looked
1: it? like he was reminiscing whilst
2: he's looking, his piss go away. I think I understand this guy. <laughs> How how old was he? I would say early fifties maybe.
0: How, bi- how so big? Sti-
2: still working. How big was it? Oh, it was considerable. Uh, there we go. <laughs> it, I think I think it was a sizable gentleman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the key the key is the briefcase. Is that this guy this guy's hit a point in his life where things have moved on and left him behind and he's he just doesn't give a fuck anymore i think that i think you're on this <laughs> and 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 i mean i get it at a certain point what what could be more joyful than watching your piss roll down a street like a nice little river you can be like i made that it's and, like and he didn't look like he was, was he ju- watching the piss he was watching the piss he was considering what he just did
1: <laughs> this guy is, you know what i mean mm. <laughs> he's he's sitting there it and go like well done it was it was that this kind of is, he he had um he had that face of slight <laughs> exasperation because he just had to put some power into this move. Mm. but also confidence that
2: he's done something right.
1: <laughs> I know? love it.
2: I love. It. This is the greatest acts of demonstration I think I've ever heard. Like uh, all these people that get out with their stupid fucking signs, no, just take a piss <laughs> confidently. Like I, I, it was
1: one of the most confident pisses I've ever seen in I, my life.
2: I'm one of those dudes. I struggle if there's a dude standing next to me in the urinal. I cannot piss. Like the guy that he got his dick out on. That's barn. He's looking at Barnhof. He's looking at one of the busiest yeah. places in Zurich. He's he's there's people crossing the road. There is taxi drivers trying to not get their car wheels wet getting out of the way to drive around his piss stream Do you, I mean, it wasn't like uh it, it wasn't like i'm just flashing show people my nope. dick it wasn't a no, sexual... no, no. he
1: was very focused on getting that piss done
2: <laughs>
1: shaking it off so not nothing goes on his white trousers which then confused me even more why the fuck would he sit down on the dirty street he's wearing white jeans
0: i think i think i know what this guy is he is a, a narco trafficker when the briefcase is like you know <laughs> two million dollars worth of whatever and he just could not give a fuck <laughs> he just like came from I, mexico. Can pay, I
1: can pay off all the cops in this yeah. train station yeah
0: literally he just came from mexico where people were hanging from bridges <laughs> he doesn't give a he, fuck he
1: was a good looking rooster man it, it was not, it was like do you look swiss or
2: what ju- apply your racism <laughs> you know, oh, wow yeah
0: Give us a how brown was he on a scale of one to fucking race? Okay, so
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can tell you exactly how brown he was. Handicapped six brown. He he looked like a gentleman that spends a lot of his free time on a boat. Oh, it's the it's the wealthy guy. Babe. It's the wealthy. He's brown. so
0: entitled that he can just take a piss wherever the fuck it's he wants. But,
1: but I don't think he was rich like maybe
0: maybe that's the m- thing the richest ones are the subtle ones yeah apart from the subtleness of his penis. he dressed
1: he dressed the part yeah but there was not like the indicators would usually be like what a watch and really expensive shoes or whatever no so he wasn't wearing a watch That makes him even like um, more
0: susceptible.
1: that's the one right Suspect.
2: and um he wasn't wearing a lot of jewelry either Wait, wait, wait! i like that you <laughs> you know that you're fucking sherlock wasn't wearing a what you went and analyzed the guy
1: <laughs> i had to i mean i mean i had a lot of time checking this situation out and i was i was just standing there i stopped mid-step as well when i saw him start pissing i stopped walking and i was like i want to see how this pans out i just want to see what happens now
2: yeah i think I, I, to me it seems like my story, the story I make of this guy, he's a guy that worked for some company, fairly high up but not top level, uh, and now maybe he's even been fired or he just knows his career's <laughs> coming to an yeah. end because he's still got the briefcase. Who he's out of touch, and and this is this is a power move. It's just like first it was it's a power move that turned into Zen. So it's just the power of like I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to piss on the street as a symbol of how much i think the whole thing is fucked and then he sat down to zen enjoy the beauty of actually having done something yeah and liquid the way it travels down (laughs) the street and (laughs) watch an ant drown in his piss that was the last portion (laughs) of liquidity that he had (laughs) and just to enjoy the chaos that he created as well
0: you know it's nice to learn from people like this because i've been in a situation once in my life where i had nothing left to lose and the power and freedom that that gives you is like unparamount to anything else. You know, you can, you just like, for example, I was like dead as Burke in the red, and for me that's an issue. So at that moment I felt like nothing can be taken from me. I don't owe nobody shit. Exactly. I yeah. can't do shit. Nobody can do shit to me. You know, and that's like a real freedom. Uh, hopefully he's feeling that. He's like, fuck it, I'm hey, taking a piss. Do you, right you reckon
1: like? I like where Harry's head is at about the briefcase that he, he kind of like, time went on, but he didn't. <laughs> so do you reckon he went to work despite not having work anymore for weeks because he had to pretend to a wife?
0: All right. Maybe. And this is
1: the moment of realization where he he's basically hitting that rock bottom that you described. Mm. Where he goes like, everything is lost, might as well take a
2: leak here. <laughs>
0: yeah, something he's, of that nature, yeah. Yeah, he's got to walk around town a bit to, like, scuff his shoes up. So it looks like he's actually been doing something. He's been doing you not know, uh, sitting on a park bench somewhere. Pretending to have arthritis in his fingers from <laughs> typing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I say respect to the guy. Because, like, most of these bankers that toss themselves out of windows, don't do that. Go down, take the lift down, piss on the street. <laughs> much <laughs> easier much, to clean up yeah, as well. And it's a yeah. much more... The release is probably better. And and Zurich has a lot of experience
1: with pissing on the streets. I mean, street pride is coming <laughs> up very soon.
0: Sure. It's the river. River it just <laughs> becomes a, yeah, a, a yellow river of <laughs> piss and drugs. It's the worst. You shouldn't swim in Lake Zurich <laughs> no. for a week after yeah. street parade
2: it's free hallucinations guys <laughs> <laughs> just drink a,
1: hallucinate
0: drunk drink a liter and... of that like what oh.
1: <laughs> so i don't know what i what i want to call the guy because in my head i have to give that guy a name um just because for for me this it, it was a profound moment mm. like he stopped me in my tracks on my extremely busy swiss life
0: yeah did nobody else notice oh,
2: i've got a new theory people did notice but they chose not to react okay a new theory that the, this is actually this is actually christian having a hallucination this is this actually is, this oh. is
0: christian <laughs> this is one of those uh, hey, your, this is <laughs> your mind <laughs> created this person he's he's doing <laughs> a, a fight it's a uh, fight club situation oh my yes. god the pisser was me
1: yeah it was actually yeah. you it, oh wow <laughs> it was you
2: if you continued on your banking career <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
0: yo uh I, we are the xyz podcast i'm just starting it right now uh i'm here with christian breaker yep and mr harry fox yep i'm dean Arya. hopefully you're watching on youtube then you can see how fat we look today uh, yeah and <laughs> how
2: much little space christian's leaving me yeah <laughs> I, I cannot stuff.
0: sit like you like his jeans are too tight no, my, my right, legs right. don't make how that about How about bend. we get you to pivot in All that right. direction? There we go. Now everyone's comfortable. <laughs> We've had a bit of a summer break, I guess you could call it, but actually it's just admin issues where Harry went to... Where would you go, Harry? Uh, Paris. Mr. Paris. Paris. Paris in
2: Paris. Le chat, c'est dans la piscine. Uh, uh,
0: I love Paris. Uh, how was your experience there? Was uh,
2: well, actually, pff, no, it? it was great. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. It was too, <laughs> too fucking hot. It was <laughs> 40 uh, degrees. That place... Did three comedy shows there how uh, did the do the
0: French deal with heat apart from trying to fuck it <laughs>
2: uh, a lot of them leave, so basically it leaves well the people that left are American tourists and all the uh people that they've imported from their former colonies. they're the only ones <laughs> that can, yeah, yeah. can handle the heat yeah. um but uh yeah i had had three three nice shows there um yeah, it's, it's a, I, I guess the scene is comparable to what's going on in Zurich in English. But uh, those guys are cool. Uh, you can, any comedians listening to this, hit me up, I can connect you with people. And a big thanks to Jono, who's been on this podcast, uh, and also Victor, who gave me some, Victor Patashkan, who who gave both gave some tips on who to talk to. There's an Instagram account called English comedy in Paris. Let's get your English comedy shows. I've done all my pimping of their stuff now.
0: Nice. Okay. Thank God that's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, intrigued.
2: Like, um, do, do they have a lot of punters going to the shows or? Um. Actually, yeah. So I did. Okay. So let's get into it a little bit. The th- first show uh, was in a cellar. Nice venue. The
0: au Noir.
2: au Chat Noir. Exactly.
0: You've You've done Eau Noir. Yeah, I've done those shows. It's a great. Yeah, that was
2: a that was a great venue. Then did a show at a place called Barbers, which is actually a proper comedy club. That blew my mind because they have a green room. They have the venue's nice with the nice round logo behind, like the comedy house should have done ages ago, but they <laughs> can't. Despite the fact I've told them many times. But anyway, it's great, great venue, and the green room. They <laughs> actually have this green room with like playstations and a TV. You can watch the stage. Oh wow! While, like in the green rooms in a cellar down so below. So, what did
1: your OCD brain choose to play session or the screen?
2: I went straight upstairs to watch the crowd because I, I like to watch a, what a crowd's doing before a show. Yeah, I had to open the first two shows, which was an interesting choice by the hosts in both cases. But
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> a regretful choice. <laughs> no,
2: it was. It went okay. It went okay, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a point. The second the show at Barbers. So, Did, were you the, one of the few Germans that bombed in Paris? I didn't.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. So what happened was the second history there.
2: The second show, uh, I didn't bomb. But what basically, like of the material I've got, I've written too much about Switzerland and going abroad. I have to rely a bit more on all the more sexual nature content of more sexual nature and. <laughs>
1: And Paris wasn't up for the fucking?
2: Around about eight minutes, there was a woman sat literally at the front who was shaking
0: her head. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'll tell you why. It's too, it's too light. It's too light for the French. You know, I, haven't, hard enough. I
1: haven't seen the, the head shaking thing in a while. But it always
2: it's always fun. This was kind of a woke crowd as well. Like this was a crowd that was definitely leaning to woke. It was mostly like early 20s. And, and You're an arch nemesis.
0: Defining your (laughs) your tragic sex life as people (laughs) being too woke. (laughs) I
2: I just say like like women, just let me mansplain you, and we'll all be better. (laughs) Everyone, I've got things Uh, to tell. Somebody's shaking their
0: head right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly,
1: I literally did (laughs) on behalf
0: of of all the women. Paris crowd,
2: (laughs) and the third show was uh, another bar again in the cellar. That was a small crowd, uh, but it was a cool show, and uh, had a couple of guy from uh los angeles uh, uh armando who uh, was doing a bunch of the shows he was really good he's been doing comedy about 10 years it, the whole thing was nice it, it was uh yeah recommend it if you're a comedian thinking about going to paris do it when it's colder <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's yeah. your recommendation yeah, yeah i guess um that kind of goes for at these days as well there's a yeah there's a thing called the paris syndrome i think it's called you guys heard of this? What um, comedy in Paris sucks? No, I mean that's that's standard across Europe. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, okay, wait, hold up. The the one show I did there, the the host was this really nice Indian gentleman. Um, it was <laughs> hey, my cat's here. <laughs> a really nice Indian gentleman, and he hosted the show. The show was really badly managed because like the mic broke and you had to like scream across the room. It was like, he, he's, oh, great. His hosting skills back then weren't exactly on par with some that I've seen before. But then I was watching a, w- a Wes Anderson film, The French Dispatch. And guess who's in it? That guy. I was like, really? What? <laughs> I only got get a hookup from that. Um, but the Paris Syndrome is when people... Um, <laughs> yeah, <we got laughs> this cat. is why we shouldn't put the cat in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so Paris Syndrome is when the idea of France and Paris becomes so romantic and lovely that when you get there, you're like this is fucking sucks <laughs>
2: I've uh, honestly every time I'm, i've been to paris three times and in this also like the city way over fucking hyped i mean, honestly i if the we did it did a lot of kind of sightseeing ish things and honestly london's better than paris
0: that is not true paris is so much better than london paris is
2: beautiful wow okay so yeah. I mean, here we Paris are. Paris is can a can heap can of shit. It's just no, it <laughs> isn't. London's
0: a heap of shit. What are you talking about? London, London is
2: it's ch- an amazing debate. London turns its its heap of shitness into something that's charming, with that pubs and other stuff. Paris is just like well, I was there, like, I'm forty degrees. Too much concrete. Oh, well, there now. you go. It's because it's
0: hot, and that's the most British reaction I've ever heard. It's too hot. I don't like it. <laughs>
2: I mean, the I will say uh, the f- food in Paris way better. Yeah, that's one. London thing. food shit, except yeah, for yeah. fish and
0: chip shop.
1: Okay, and that the, was us for the uh, tourist attractions. Yeah, there we uh, go across Europe. This Thank
2: you very much. Is, that concludes um, our tour. by <laughs> Shitty Trip Advisor. Get your shitty trip <laughs> advice from, <laughs> from.
0: Yeah, three weeks of no podcasting, and here we are arguing about fucking Paris or Which London. Which city
1: is better? London's better. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it it did make me think for a second that why like leave home while it was so hot and I was watching comedy and then and then I watched a bit of Bill Burr special and it just hit me. Maybe comedy is dead. That's my turn to a segue. <laughs> when <laughs> when you watched <laughs> Bill Burr special, really? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, I watched some of Bill Burr special. It's actually pretty good. There's it, but then. Even though it's going well, like halfway through, I'm just like, I got better things to do. (laughs) And then I did something else. But wait,
1: isn't that because we are now in a a situation where we are consuming comedy wrong?
0: We're consuming consuming comedy differently. This is what Andrew Schultz has done with his whole um, short bits on YouTube. How he generated a special with like, you know, four episodes of short segments. That's my point is, is... We're losing attention.
2: Okay, so here's, here's my thesis is that comedy is dead. i go beyond that in the sense of writing jokes because the guy who's showing the way is none other than our very own Dr. Amit Bilge, <laughs> who is fucking killing it with all these crowd work videos he's got. And if you think about it, if you think about A for comedians, the work it takes to get a bit right Versus doing some freestyle shit with a crowd. Getting a funny bit, turning it into a one-minute video. And the the likes and attention you get off that is huge. He's killing it with those videos. (laughs) Meanwhile, so you, like, I don't know. I estimate probably, first time I do a bit, I probably put eight hours of work into it to get two minutes of material. Yeah, sure. And so think about the amount of work to do a one-hour show. That's an insane <laughs> level of effort. This has
0: been bugging you a lot lately.
2: Versus, well, well no, it's, no, no, no. It's just the fact that also audiences, I think, okay, one thing is Netflix is the wrong place for it. Even anywhere online, who wants to watch anything that takes more than, like it, like, 10 minutes is, like, absolute limit. And then also in a crowd where you see someone come up with a let me tell you a really boring story from my past and you can see the crowd just like like glazing over going into their special place versus like what gets the biggest laughs at comedy shows yes it can be material but stuff where the crowd is
0: involved people want interaction they don't want to be passive consumers of content anymore i wonder of the three of us whose philosophy that's been since the beginning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> did you read this in a comedy bible no i didn't read it in a comedy <laughs> no, you bible fucking didn't. <laughs> it just hit me looking at
2: looking at amit killing it i mean he's and the other interesting thing I, I think with what amit's doing is i've heard people and i've i've also said to himself like technically you're on the borderline of what you're allowed to do you should ask people for permission signing a release but the flip side is is everyone wants to have everyone's fucking sharing shit about themselves all the time yeah they they want to be there it's like their little moment of fame to (laughs) to tell to have their name made fun of on tiktok can we
1: quickly go to the netflix argument because that to me is fascinating it's um when netflix started to pump in cash into stand-up comedy i was actually quite excited I was yeah. like, "This is fantastic because it gives underrated comedians finally a, a platform to be known in a bigger global marketplace." <laughs> well, it's it's shit,
2: actually, it <laughs> turns out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there. Okay, but we're not quite there yet. So let's say it's two thousand and what? Seventeen. Um, Netflix is pumping out a bunch of really cool specials. Then these shorter specials are coming out. Do you remember, like the? They did a whole bit about international standups all around the globe. They had this whole set yeah. with Nikki Glacier and a bunch of other shady characters, and um, mm-hmm. they were these were super fun. Like Taylor Tomlinson wouldn't have a career if it weren't for Netflix. That's, I'm saying this. I'm I'm not sure if this holds too much water, but I I think so that like a lot of people have seen comics that they otherwise would have never get, gotten in touch with comedy. Like, I still think that there is a whole group of people that go to a comedy club maybe once in their life. Maybe. Yeah. Um, The the people that go to watch live comedy regularly, I think that's a very, very low percentage <laughs> yeah. of people. Of dorks. <laughs> yeah. And groupies. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like... Comedy bunnies. What, what do we call them? Ah, uh, uh, um, chuckle fuckers. Yeah. So <laughs> G- giggle sluts.
2: So. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, that's our audience that you're yeah. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Shout out to the chuckle fuckers. So. <laughs> you know your name now. <laughs> so, went,
1: but then, but then it it's, it seemed like the tide turned, and I don't think it had anything to do with COVID either, because now specials have become a bit more like saccharin. it's just
0: it doesn't hit that hard anymore i, d- I disagree because uh recently like you know, okay i know i bang on about andrew schultz sometimes love him or hate him but he definitely changed the game like twice now in a weird way yeah and uh, with his recent special so he sold this special to uh an unnamed um you know what do you call it streaming service right we don't know which one but regardless they asked him to cut out some of his stuff and he's a stubborn asshole so he was like fuck these guys and he bought his special back spent his life savings buying it back right and then he's launched it online you can go check it out com. obviously i'm plugging him for free because i'm a big fan <laughs> i say for free like anyone's ever paid us to do anything <laughs> um anyway he like He's made three times his money back by giving the audience like real authentic comedy, you know, and and thousands of people and hundreds of thousands of people streaming it at the same time when it released, and they're still making sales from it, you know, which is insane. So it's like now you don't have to listen to big business, you don't have to, kind of do what producers say. You can just put it out there, and the people will decide.
1: Exactly what they what they actually want to watch.
0: Exactly, and according to him, because like he doesn't pull punches, and and Andrew Schultz is like a great crowd work comedian, along with like great you know written material, and he's made a huge success because like it's the people, the audience, his fans, his audience are going. We love this. We're gonna pay for it.
2: And the, I mean, uh, there's two factors there. Where, like we are going into comedy business rabbit hole, but like I think I think one thing is. Uh, You've got the comedy centrals of this world who followed the same r- the same path as movie distribution with this whole retarded thing of, like, yeah, you can watch it in the US, but you can't watch it in the rest of the world. Oh, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. And uh, Andrew <laughs> Schultz has a global fan base. It's like, it makes total sense. Just fucking get that to everyone all at once because yeah. that's when you do the marketing and the hype is there. Like, like people living in, in like, a, a US citizen in Switzerland... Probably has a VPN, but he doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, VPN. Yeah, which is. And from today's
0: sponsor, NordVPN. <laughs>
2: exactly. It's insane that you need VPNs to get around this shit. I think the other thing is Netflix, like their first, their first comedy specials, they were banking on big names. Yeah,
1: and of course they did. But it, it, <laughs> but
2: Netflix behaved like uh,
0: a spoiled comedy club. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Yeah. when when they gave spoilers to trans hating comedians. <laughs> <laughs> well, um,
2: but Patton Oswalt Okay, that's a side note cuz that's a that's a lie. <laughs>
0: that's not a lie. It is
2: an absolute lie. Like, Dave Chappelle does not hate trans no yeah, I
0: know he doesn't but oh, like le- let's not have to see that. Uh, yes either. okay it was so, just
2: every idiot like every idiot is just said I read a headline and no, therefore no. it's true okay
0: the truth is this it's like he's one of the greatest comedians quote unquote you know, why is he writing about looking trans people? Just write something else, man. Write something funny. I okay. Think it's just a hot like it's just a hot topic. You dive in for clicks and anyway, stuff. Anyway, let's move on from Sellouts. this because
1: it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't it's it just, doesn't it's add so anything. The whole conversation. Um <laughs> but so but they did this, right? So they they brought Chappelle back, they have Patton Oswalt. Oswald, they they did a bunch of things with big names, and then they brought in lesser comedians well, lesser comedians in in the name only because like hard working comedians that are really really good but they didn't have uh, the name recognition that um, Chappelle had for example I think they did exactly the same thing like a comedy club would
2: yeah but I think it's okay to bring on lesser comedians if they've got a good special and and some of them have like I've seen a few where it's like wow there was like some comedy that blew my mind but uh, but I've seen other stuff where it's like this is like i've seen i've seen better performances in zurich and and you've got stuff i think what happened really that 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 statement was filled with so much (laughs) self-hate yeah because it's true because but i I mean and, and i think also what happened is the big names realized in the last year that this shit is closing so they've gone for cash grab a, a good example is Ali Wong's latest special, which is no. really I love I loved Ali Wong, and this last special is just like no, this last special was great, and it was like serious. I was like seriously, Ali, why don't you go watch Dave Sp-
0: Dave Chappelle and oh my God. Ricky Gervais fucking complain about i don't like ricky women in the men's weirdly, bathroom. weirdly
2: i don't really like ricky Joe i find him <laughs> i find i've always found his stuff kind of boring too British so
1: what do you think then it, like but, my, my my viewpoint was netflix was beneficial for us as uh, the the very lesser comedians <laughs> because it brought a wider attention to the concept of stand-up comedy I actually do think that there is a lot of people in Zurich that went to watch comedy because there is stand up
2: comedy on Netflix. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably true.
0: Also, because they saw some, you know, overweight Turkish guy <laughs> making jokes on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, so this is, this is, true. This is Harry's <laughs> argument now, right?
1: This is Harry's argument. It's like, w- what type of comedy is that? So, because I still, I'm a strong believer um, that comedy is supposed to be in a room. It's not supposed to be watched on television. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are wrong with with, uh, specials that are being put out on small screens. Um, I think comedy is supposed to be in a room, and that room is preferably small and dingy. (laughs) (laughs) That's how comedy should
2: work, really. But also, also to me, there's the fascination of why are comedians all working towards creating this one-hour special when that format is basically dead? That's that's to me the fascinating thing because because like okay if you the dream is that you fill a stadium and then you want to do a one hour show fine and then maybe as a byproduct of that you produce a special uh, that you can sell for a bunch of money okay but the thing is is like all the effort that it create to do that one hour show you can also just do something like like Amit's going to be able to do. Basically, 15 minutes of material and one hour of crowd work, and people will love the fuck out of that. <coughs> and and which is actually funny enough, what he does every time in Contiki <laughs> while wow, banning us out at five minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oop, shit. I said something, I'm a, I love you, man. You know,
0: I did, <laughs> but well, you run but, your own show as well, no one's stopping you from being
2: yeah no oh, i wait, mean just your skills that's i've, I've got to give credit to amit <laughs> he's he he's a he's a he's brilliant at crowd work now i've seen him improve he's so good at that shit and uh yeah i got to give him full credit he's pumping out the videos it's working out well for him genius and he's had the t- he's been recording this footage just doing it that's do you, right, so, so basically, are you gonna,
1: making an argument that comedy isn't that? It's just
2: now... It's reinventing itself. So comedy... Uh, it's really... Comedy is the long-lived comedy. Is that the stuff we want to consume on our phones needs to feel like a meme. It's like you want... You, uh, like like Victor Petrashkine put out this... He put out a video today the, about strangers. It's like, we got to love strangers. Don't hate strangers because you know, you can go on a date with a stranger and it didn't, I, I'm butchering it, but he goes, it, you, you weren't concerned that you put, you had a stranger's teeth near your genitals. And that idea is like, yeah, that's, he, in, in less than one minute, he put an idea out there, a comedy idea, which is fascinating. It's like, it's crazy how we're like, hate all these people and fear and whatever. But if someone offers to put your dick in their mouth, you don't know they're not going to bite your dick off that's a and so like that moment of comedy that makes you go wow that really like something that you just said made me see the world in a different way which is a big
0: part of the the best comedy i think i think all of this is wrong in terms of we have to look at it what is shaping the comedy now is not the comedians anymore it's the audience for sure yeah Exactly. This is how everyone like the way people are viewing media. Oh, um, that's a, yeah. Th- that's changing, you know, because we're all goldfish. We can't put out a special now, and people who do probably don't make as much success. You know what I'm saying?
2: So what you're saying is, is when that woman was shaking her head in Paris, I should have actually just done crowd work with her. Yeah, or you should have not written that on joke or something. <laughs> I know bit. that
1: you would have.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, go. Yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, that's also part of the thing. It's like you come with some stuff. No one wants to watch someone recite stuff on stage. 100%. And and comedians get good at faking the fact that it's live. But I've also, I've heard a bunch of people say, let me tell you about where I was born and my whole life history. And it's like, no one gives a fuck. Why (laughs) are you stood here telling us? Like, I've got enough info in my brain to worry about your fucking bank story. I think uh, think the point is
0: is that the audience is deciding what's the, the level of funny in that, the world and it's about your genius job program. at like showing your perspective and then they, they'll decide so for example like our podcast like we just have exes listening to us what exes yeah like ex-partners <laughs> oh, <true. laughs>
2: oh shit and they're defiling we can't let them
0: decide we can't let them decide harry like you know how okay i gonna give not, nothing away not i'm going not even to gonna that. go there um, I will not go the door, but I also got reached out from from an ex of mine, uh, and she thought she thinks we're hilarious. So that's great. That makes you. That should make you Respect feel a bit better. Respect to you for for having a good relationship <laughs> with your exes. Yeah, I admire that. I really, it took me. It took
2: me most of my life. like the last three four years. I think I've been doing okay. Okay, that's good like cool. you still you know you can yeah. say hey yeah, you doing yeah yeah what's up remember when I used to worried. oh yeah that was good that was they're good. gonna stab you <laughs> in the face <laughs> uh, imagine
1: you had that for live comedy though like you you do you
0: perform in a room like to just to the X's. I don't know, a hundred people, and is then that the how front... many X's you have?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just the front row. All your X's sit in the front row.
0: <gasps> like uh, the first X Ways live show. Where yes, I was... <laughs> exactly. <what> yeah. <you> <laughs> but, but
2: that's something because I mean, I mean, the interesting point there is I think what Amit has stumbled into partly, but cracked is that being a master at crowd work is a key thing because then you can you can basically just invent a show out of nothing.
0: Look, I've always had the thing, and I've told you guys before, w- the funniest dude in the room has no material, you know, gets on yeah. stage with nothing. I,
2: I had that with Barcelona. There's this guy, uh, Felipe, uh, Filippo, Italian comedian. Mm-hmm. He's actually a bit of a star in Italy, I've later discovered. He's on TV all the time there. But he, uh, he, this guy is one of the funniest people I've seen in a long time. He's a comedian that tours around Europe. And after the show, it, it's just like, there wasn't a second where you're not laughing at him even when he's not doing material and he said uh, he was in Berlin he started getting up on stage with no material and he said it sucked ass for about eight months mm. then he started to figure it out and he's doing all kinds of crazy shit like he, 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 he like at the start take the mic out of the stand and then be looking for somewhere to put the stand <laughs> and then eventually just hand it to the audience <laughs> like you take this you figure it out yeah and, and
0: robin williams kind of did that in the, the beginning of his career too he was a, a mime in in new york city yeah um, that's where his
1: physical comedy yeah
0: for from. years you know so you gotta be quick and, and creative with that kind
1: imagine doing a setup punchline as a mime <laughs> i mean the, the obvious punchline is that someone punches you in the face but it's just th- that to me is fucking wild yeah
2: that's crazy. That's interesting. It reminds me of a show. I once saw this guy, uh, a guy called Dominic Grollimont, who's a Swiss entrepreneur. Um, and he was doing, he was at a startup event where they wanted, they wanted to know about a startup. Everyone else had these like 20-minute slide deck things. He just got up on stage and, and gave the one-line pitch of what the company is. He just goes, blah, 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 questions. And his was the greatest thing ever people saying like okay how like how many users do you have like all the stuff people actually wanted to know he just answered and it was i mean f- again it's like interactive it's like yeah. it's like instead of this boring in you know, a corporate context like press slides whatever just tell people the idea and say and <laughs> maybe that's uh maybe but, uh, harry would you it, <coughs> To put that in the context of a of a
1: live comedy show, you would still go and watch a comedian do an hour,
2: would you? Um, live. It's getting tougher for me because as a comedian, I'm starting to de- deconstruct people's things. So really, that's what we've done now in the podcast for the last half hour. But <laughs> yeah, but but even like like it used to be. First time I saw Louis, you ready? Go okay. Good. First time I saw Louis in <laughs> <and> Basel. <laughs> First time I saw Louis in Basel, I was like, "Wow!" Like watching his stuff. Second time I saw him, I'm like analyzing. So it's like it's like once you've gone enough down a comedy rabbit hole, there aren't many comedians that you still magic you with how good they are, because you see you're starting to break down. Oh, you did that. That was that. Oh, and you go like, "Oh, that was nicely done on something I already understand." Do you know what I mean?
0: Okay. I bet he could shock and awe you by just whipping out his cock on stage and jacking <laughs> off in front of you. <laughs> if it's as big as it's supposed to be. <laughs>
2: I'd be like, god damn Louis, rain some of that Ew. comedy glory on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm
0: glad it's consensual with you. That would,
2: be, that would be fantastic. If he if he did that, That um, I've got a comedy career. i say, Louis, I will not out you or me to you if you let me headline your show for a year. <laughs> <It's> fuck <laughs> me, Dad. Like it's anyone's
0: any- going to believe you, Harry.
2: It's going to suck for the first few months until I finally figure it out. <laughs> 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 and then I'll be whipping out my dick too. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious if Louis C.K. had me headlining. Like a guy that kind of looks like a Louis C.K. wannabe. <laughs> just <An> imp- <laughs> Like a thin impersonator. <laughs> yeah. Just- I'm, I'm like Louis after the keto diet or something (laughs) (laughs) the
1: cancer treatment (laughs) yeah yeah
2: fucking hell (laughs) yeah but i think you're completely right actually but but it's hard to it's hard to like how do you get
0: is (laughs) let's answer all of the questions how do you
2: get the training on that i mean well amit's nailed it because he's had so much so much uh so much airtime on the hosting and he's worked out this stuff that he's like that on, on finding a funny. Like he's got that video, for example, about this. You've seen the one with a woman named Jihad. Yeah, yeah. Now, I was just thinking about what my reaction to. Have you seen it as well? Yes. So my reaction, I would have gone into the backstory of why the parents did that, which would have been. Possibly funny, but also have been dark and not something that you can share on social media because I would have been like, "Was your dad like, I want to send a jihad to university or something?" I don't know. And Amit managed to play with it in in such a lighthearted way, instinctively, and not go to to something dark. I I think he nailed
0: it. But also, you're overanalyzing it like you do a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, but yes and no. And also your personality is really dark. So, of course, it's going to go that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. But that's what makes you you. And that's what would make it funny. Like, if if you found the right way to do it. Yeah, I mean... The, but the fact, uh, uh, like also I tend to go too
2: quickly into sex. Actually, Chris called me up on that because he said like you alienate. A lot of your
1: ex-girlfriend says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called the,
2: lubrication, if, Harry. And if they'd put out more, it would have continued. Fuck <laughs> me. So, so <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is like it's like you alienate the crowd by going too quickly to like you got to be gentle and, and implying.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's his kind of method of warming them up and making them come. You know, it's uh, everyone's got their own, own way of doing things. That's true, that's true. Yeah.
1: You have to work your way to fist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some of us just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> straight in the- uh, that can oh. tear, <laughs> you know it's, it's like a fine line if it doesn't it's tear it's a good feeling
0: yeah, you gotta pick,
2: you, you gotta you gotta start with at least a 40 year old milf if you're going straight to the fist
0: That's the, they've been loosened uh, okay. up i just want to <laughs> hold hands with christian inside harry <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i still want to kill myself
2: uh, there needs to be a logo of like hands held inside a butt like a, like a kind of a let's come together like, save the world type of thing. And it's the
0: next organization for, like... Just sass all fucking the world, you know? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. The, <laughs> like
1: anti, the anti-NATO.
0: We're into this together, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, the, the,
1: the Chernobyl Cleanup Fund. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: America and Russia, you know, combining forces. In a big asshole. Yeah, and that's in China, you know? <laughs> God. got him oh. got him. now the nsa is listening now, welcome guys yeah hey guys thanks for listening <laughs> uh my name is dean ira my real name is my social security number is you know <laughs> I would, it would be 69, 69 69 69 you can call me at 055 fuck 420. you <laughs> 420 <laughs> do you know what would be great
2: is if the is if the nsa released like a podcast of all the recordings they have of people go. Now the NSA is listening. <laughs> that would be fucking. That fantastic. would be. That would probably be one of the funniest things it's ever. Like,
1: well, well I, just go back to the statistics, and suddenly you have a real listener
0: growth in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you know we're in Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I've is seen the movies. Fuck, there's. <laughs>
2: Yeah, can,
1: can I can I go somewhere else briefly? To, please. No, we're
0: we talking.
2: We've, not... I think, no, I've, I think we because exhausted
1: because this. You, you inspired something in terms of like, uh, is comedy dead? Right. Um, what, what does that? What does that mean? Okay, there's a reinvention of stuff. I also think not just in comedy, but generally when it comes to putting shit out there for people to consume, there, there's a lot of shitty recycling uh, going on right now. Now, ladies and gentlemen, on the 9th of August. <laughs> a book will be released by a director called Michael Mann. Okay. And the
0: book... Wait, is Michael Mann the you, you, uh, the WWE... Heat.
2: He did Heat. Uh, he did <laughs> Heat.
0: Black Hat. Rugby. He did... Uh, I thought he was the WWE announcer. <laughs>
1: no, no. <laughs> Michael Mann. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mann did uh, Miami Vice, okay. um, the TV series and the movie. Um, Whoa. And uh, <laughs> fucking amazing one of the most amazing directors in my humble opinion his book will be called heat 2 <laughs> okay so here this is my thinking why the fuck do we have to redo the same thing all the time is it just is it just money can he not just... Because I know that he has a lot of great ideas.
0: Mm, I see what you're getting into. Do, do you know what... It w- yeah, because uh, like, it's like the whole... The argument that everything in the world has ever, ever been thought of has been done. right? So that's why like, Disney is stuck making the Jungle Book live action. You know, It's like live action remakes. Or the, this the, remake and that remake. The, the that Lion are, King live action. Day, the Lion King. Whatever. We've seen all these stories. The archetypes are all there and they're all timeless. But they're like just a constant kind of remix of this bullshit. And then it's like the, the comparison between, uh, I don't know who did this, but somebody compared Star Wars and Harry Potter. Uh, it's like some you know orphan kid lives with his uncle and he gets introduced to a magic of some kind later on in his life and his uncle hates it. you know. And there's like a protagonist who's also soft and vulnerable and they apply it to the exact same storylines. It's like standard archetypal stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which is why, for example, the kids rather watch and read anime these days because the it's, story Yeah, lines, new stories. But exactly. then America it's comes actual in stories. and
0: remixes them anyway. Whatever, recycling's fine. I've been doing the same jokes for two years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but... I, I, there, to me, there there's two things. It's kind of like um, recycling and redoing it better, like stealing and making it better and all that sort of stuff. That's, yeah. a, that's a constant um, thing that brings us forward. N- not just... Again, that applies to most things. Mm. Like Apple is today because they stole heaps of ideas from other producers and made it their own. Yes, absolutely. But combined, it becomes something new. Um, What what I I see is... I see this in comedy quite a bunch and uh, in, in movie making anyway, where someone made a lot of money with one idea and that one idea only, and then it becomes that time and time again. Mm. And yeah. you cannot break out from this. Yeah. And there is very few people. And again, I don't think that applies to Michael Mann. I just don't understand why he would do this. Uh why he would reconsider a story from
2: what nearly 30 years but ago. He's now? writing a book called Heat too. About book, oh, a biography. No. He's writing a book he, He's writing a book in the universe of Heat
1: where the story of Heat is going to be revisited in a different angle. And he's, he's basically claiming um, that... Uh, you can listen to a very long Mark Marion podcast about this. Hmm. Uh, he's basically claiming that he always had an idea that this should be a bigger story than just the one slither that was put out on film, which was an amazing movie. An amazing movie. You don't want to hold that against him. I just don't think that that's necessary. I think you, you can be creative and let something that's been good... Be and move on and go to a different story,
2: but I think I think the the whole thing is is like a risk aversion slash comfort zone problem. Yeah. And okay, heat to I can understand maybe maybe it's the exception that proves the rule. Like Michael Mann might actually be right that in this one case, it actually is something you can do more with. But but like uh, but for like. Everything else is just simply you've got all these middle managers and people making money, and if you come with, like, some crazy idea... I mean, ironically, that's what they always said about Star Wars, is it got rejected many times as being too wacky because it didn't fit the current formats, <laughs> and then they found some weird way to produce it, and it was the biggest hit ever.
0: And now Disney is just fucking, fucking reopening Fucking it up, up. ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just turning
2: it into utter shite
0: yeah totally. it
1: it has become this is a great example by the way that that's exactly what has happened with all these weird TV shows where it's just like oh fuck me I actually have no interest to watch this anymore I, I did force myself to watch the latest um, TV show that they produced with um, Kenobi was it called yeah what a piece of garbage I agree it's I, I actually I didn't finish it and I usually force myself to finish mm. these sort of things mm. I didn't... I, I don't want to
0: go there anymore. Even You'd, the Boba Fett series is a little yeah, bit... Yeah, that
2: was fairly painful. But I, I think the thing is, it's also like... You know the, that old song, the video killed the radio star? That the We believe that it's the new medium that kills the old medium. I actually disagree with that. It's a, I think first the new medium comes along. Uh, and then the old medium commits Harry Curie. Like having fucking... <laughs> Well, this is
0: why you're a fan of TikTok. <laughs> well, yeah, but fucking 3D cinemas with chairs that shake. No, that's, that's never f- going to work. That <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst experience of my life. Exactly. <laughs> Did they, so, they Some dinosaur just in your face there as well. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so weird. There's a character brushing a broom on stage and I can feel it. Like, fuck off and and it's like people
2: go oh the internet has stopped people going to the cinema
0: no it fucking
2: isn't it's because you've
0: made vibrating chairs and jizz in my face And the popcorn like 10 times and, more expensive yeah. than the one at home you know and the fucking 3d gives me a migraine <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, you calm, had a calm good down thing. calm down with your fucking butter popcorn what okay i got a i got a thing to pick with switzerland why do they eat nachos in the cinema
1: yeah, it's a dumb idea. I don't Dude, know, this is the dumbest, oh, it's a dumbest thing. It's the dumbest fucking ever, idea.
0: Okay, <coughs> no jokes. You don't the people here don't buy popcorn as much, they buy nachos with cheese melted on it. Like how do you eat in a dark room, first of all, now you're stuck in a room with somebody eating nachos. The whole room stinks of fucking cheese. You know, typical Swiss fashion. Welcome and then to how do you Swiss eat fashion. dripping cheese in the dark?
2: Yeah, but I you I don't ex- I don't understand. You need Do you need the cheese to stop the crunch of the nacho. Yeah, That's, but
0: what's Fuck me! Yeah, Otherwise, it be it's a natural lubricant. It would be a sound violation. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the movie's too loud and the crunching's too loud. You know? Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. God damn it! And the the other one is like like newspapers. For example, they're like, oh, "The internet's killing newspaper." It's because you stuck fucking ads over it, and then that final pop up that appears ten seconds as I'm going again to get into the article. Oh, you! It's like fuck off with your shit. Make a f- Put, put an article online, and stop asking me to fucking subscribe to shit with your ah fuck. And it's just, it's just they're committing Harry Kerry. Like people would read newspapers if they were fucking readable. It's, it's all of these businesses that are dying because the new medium came along. I think uh, my theory <laughs> is it's basically what happens is is. Hmm, the genuinely smart, talented people all get sucked into the new medium. And what's left... What,
1: BuzzFeed? Yeah, <laughs> or whatever it
2: might be. And then what's left is some idiot that go, oh, you know what? We could save cinema with like vibrating chairs. <laughs> that was clearly a guy from the 80s on cocaine. Like, if you, if you come up with, it, with this
1: idea, it's so fucking dumb. It's like, i seen a roller coaster once that was a cinema on stilts. Yeah. And mm. no, you actually just
2: reinvented the flight simulator, you fucking idiot. Exactly, and he had that idea in the 80s. For 20 years, everyone said that's a dumb fucking idea. Never going to happen. Mm. All of those people then left to go to some like Netflix streaming thing. And this guy was like, finally, that's my moment. I can make a vibrating chair in the cinema.
1: Fuck THX. I have
0: uh, shaky chair. I love complaining about these, like, you know, people who are stuck on the dying medium. You know, sitting here with two other middle-aged white men on a podcast <laughs> format. <laughs> a medium, that's, that you know what's that really the old, beauty? The beauty yeah. of
1: Switzerland is that the medium will stick around for another ten years. <laughs> Thank God for that. It's it's so great. Switzerland is always like this this lag of yeah, yeah. ten years uh-huh. to understand that something's good. Mm-hmm. or also to hold on to something that's no longer valid. You can predict the future, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. So
0: podcast should come into fashion about... Yeah, about now. Of, yeah, yeah, around yeah, it's now. We're about be now. we killing it. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited. Hey, for Never
1: about see. two years, yeah, we yeah. might actually make some money.
2: And then they'll discover that we've got this wonderful <laughs> archive of material. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude,
2: we could delete oh, half. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think we could delete all of it.
0: Yeah, any, any plugs, people?
2: Oh, yeah, uh, bitches. Go on. 7th of August uh, is the Comedy Clinic back at Abriatus. I'm learning to pronounce that place. Had a lot of fun with the last show. We had even a special guest, Barry Hilton.
0: I hate that you can say that. What? I hate that you can say that. That's so cool. It's fucking. He, he was, was, you he was amazing.
2: You, why didn't you come to the workshop? My man? tooth
0: was being pulled out that day. I was in so ah, much pain. You've, I uh, missed out on he, The workshop was
2: f- phenomenal. He was such a. This guy was a dude. Like, he
0: was the first comedian I ever saw.
2: Oh, man. I you, know. Uh, so, what
1: Harry's trying to say is if you come to Comedy Clinic, you might actually see a legend because it's none of us.
2: Exactly. Yeah, agreed. Or well, the future legend of Dean, basically. <laughs> Before he became a legend.
0: I'm not on TikTok. I ain't no legend. By the time
2: time Switzerland buys the rights to this podcast from us, you will be a legend. The nation of Switzerland. (laughs) Exactly. Swiss heritage created by... They'll discover that you're a national... Back to the plaques. So, when when is it? 7th of August, uh, the Comedy Clinic. uh, Check it out on In Your Face Comedy on Facebook, Instagram, even meetup.com.
0: Wow. Wow. Wow, that sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, Harry, that sounds like so much fun. I wanted to
1: make it sound like one of those American uh, breakfast shows. It's like, yeah, let's do that. Oh my God. That's very okay, awesome. That's now how do to the, the weather. <laughs> Christian, what are you up to at the moment? <laughs> so after this amazing casserole, I want to talk about... Uh, mm. On September 29th, um, we are going to have English stand-up at folks house ladies and gentlemen um i've pushed this on this podcast a bunch of times uh, it's going to be an amazing show we have four incredible acts coming to zurich for one night only um buy your tickets on event it's called the comedy gala 29th of september wow that sounds like a lovely
2: evening especially especially that you get to listen to english comedy in the folks house wow that's a special moment in swiss history yeah
0: it's better than the father of the russian revolution (laughs) (laughs) he used to go there Uh, all the time yeah 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 Yeah. so you're playing in a room full of communists
1: (laughs) yes yeah yeah, exactly in zurich Zurich, the the majority of our expat community (laughs) in zurich identifies as communist
0: for
2: sure so Dean, uh, what are you plugging? Well, uh, apart thanks. from the hole in your jaw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's plugged with like gauze and. Ugh. Uh, uh, well. I guess the only things I want to plug right now are my Instagram accounts because I want followers. Because clearly, the only value to life is followers. Um, <laughs> at Dean underscore Ira underscore. <laughs> that's my normal account. And then follow at We Must Loot. It's all we the We cool, Must Loot. Yeah, yeah. At We Must. You got some really cool, sh- cool shit out lately. Uh yeah lily um uh, the gun, I, the gun looks
1: awesome um the little duck
0: thank you i've been I've been pumping out some really cool cool stuff i've been creating some high end loot pieces exclusive and very very limited
2: edition all of them for sure and i I'll give it to little tesla it it got me laid. <laughs> It's, the dream it's also special when you're like over a woman and, and Dean's. We've got loot. It's <laughs> like between their breasts, hanging there. Yeah, and, and she has to take it off because it's annoying Yeah, it.
0: I've made them a lot t- like tougher now, so you can probably pull on them and. Try <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> uh, anyway, it's so a
1: sliding scale to sex toys, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was our plucks Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> we are you. back. <laughs> We're back. Okay. We're back. This is the this is the warm up episode where we just sit around complaining, and after we've compl- done the complaining, I think we I wonder if anyone's still Just our exes, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> just gathering dust.